Okay, we're on. Am I audible? Am I? My? Do I sound like you can hear me clearly? Why can't you see me? I can't see you too well, but I can hear you. Wave your hand. Yes, I see you move. I see you move. It works. Yay! Nobody <laughs> move. Nobody <laughs> move from where they are. Everybody, all of you are in the right place. <laughs> This is take six of Stories with Shastri, and we have Viraf Patel coming on today. Viraf went from being an electrical engineer to a person in the merchant navy to oops that was bad we can't make that happen yes sorry uh he went from someone who was in um uh, the merchant navy and someone who uh enlisted for the mister india and won he went on to work with the uh, Yashraj with BBC India with Ekta Kapoor, Mahesh Bhatt, Bijoy Nambiar, and I'm just gonna add him on right now. Hi. Hi, Sangha. How are you? Very well. Cheers. This is this is my first live with you, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Have you been? Yeah, you been we on? can't be checking out other people's live conversations while we are on a live, right? Can we? No, you can't do that. Okay. So what have you been up to? Having lots of chai. This is this is my cup from Turkey. It's one of my prized possessions as memorabilia when I came back from Turkey, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a beautiful cup. And I really enjoy my chai. I'm a Parsi Bawaji who loves his Parsi chai. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you must know that we Parsis don't make any chai. We make. The lemongrass and mint chai. Have you ever had Parsi chai? I've had the lemongrass. I've had chai with lemongrass in it, so I know what you mean. It's, uh, it, it's got. You, I urge you to try mint and uh, and lemongrass in your chai and see what happens. Right now, I'm doing peppermint because that calms my nerves in general. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a ritual I have before every live video. I'll make a I'll make the phone call to the person. I'll be brewing my tea, and then I come and sit down and breathe for a little bit. So that's how mm-hmm. it goes. And that's your Parsi chai for you. Where's your peppermint tea? Is it there? Where you done? Yeah, yeah no, I just got it. Someone's asking me how did you prepare to play Ashish in Namkaran? Wow, very technical, <laughs> technical question. Thank you for that question, though. Um, Hi, hi, hi! Gosh, and I like what you're wearing. Is this a turquoise pendant that is hanging on your neck? I don't know if it's turquoise. It's uh, a gift my friend gave me for my birthday, and I really like it. It glows in the dark, so I'm very excited about it. In general. Okay. 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 So, how did this whole live thing happen? So everybody was going live, and I was sitting at home, and I told my friend, you know, I, uh, to, you know, you know, I want to go live, but I don't know what I could bring to the table. And he said, hey, why don't you, you know, interview people, talk to them, hmm. and get stories hmm. because uh, somehow apparently uh, the verdict is that I can get people to talk. And, uh, really? I don't know if it comes from mom or from anything else. But, yeah, mom just logged in. I saw Padmaja joining in. Hi, Padmaja. Yeah, in the other room. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what happened, and uh, you're the sixth person I'm interviewing. I have a bunch of people I've asked to come on to this, and I'm quite excited about how it's going to go. Okay, okay. Let's see what stories you get out of me. Ha ha ha! 
let's just see. Padmaja, let's see. I want to do this challenge to Padmaja. Okay, Sangha. Yes. Oh, by the way, I like how your hair is looking and I, I like how you're carrying. Is this your natural curl or this is after five hours natural. of low drying hair? It, it got curly. I don't know. It's how. naturally like that. It just became curly on its own. So wow. I have no idea how it became curly. You're gifted. I you're gifted. So, okay. okay so tell me something. Uh, what made you enlist, go from the merchant navy? From electrical engineering to merchant navy to Mr. India. Okay, so first question. Let's let's talk about the electrical engineering to yeah. merchant navy. Uh, I I grew up in a middle class Pune Parsi household, you know, in camp, and uh, uh, I used to DJ when I was eighteen. Yeah. And I as a DJ, I was exposed to a lot of opulence and affluence and I somehow associated uh, being rich uh, with being successful. I can't help it, you know, you come from a middle class home, when you associate wealth with money, uh, I mean wealth with success, you start wanting to do things that give you wealth. So I started uh, finding my brother who was already in the merchant navy, him very aspirational. Yeah, yeah. He, every time he would come back, he would have cooler gadgets on him, and he would have a cool gift for me. And his, he would be far more confident because he was finding his own financial independence at that point in time. And I was like, yeah, this merchant navy seemed like a good way out of these things, you know. So that's how I got egg interested in merchant navy. Then uh, what happened is that. I had the time to make a choice after my 12th standard science and my brother said that, you know what, you can always do merchant navy, get yourself a degree. And that's when I went in for the electrical engineering. And, um, you know, I was not happy doing electrical engineering because I wanted mechanical engineering. And uh, I, I thought like after one year, you can do a branch change. I don't know if the rules are like that now as well, but back then you could do a brand change after doing one year of your first year. And after first year, I was denied uh, the brand change because either I had to pay lots of money to the institute or something like that, a, a backhanded way, uh, or uh, you know, or my or just quit. And I, then I thought to myself, hey, listen, should I pursue three more years of electrical engineering? Or just join the Merchant Navy because after three years in the Merchant Navy, I would be drawing as much as an engineer draws after yeah. after he passes out or something like that. So the so I decided to go with instant gratification. Go to the Merchant Navy, make lots of money, and I said, let me go to the Merchant Navy. So I did three months of pre-C training, went to the Merchant Navy, and I remember it felt really good. Uh, it turned out to be my graduation of sorts, you know, because I spent about five years in the Merchant Navy. And uh, I joined when I was about 19, 20. I quit when I was 24. So a good four years over there, five years over there. And uh, it's, uh, <coughs> it's, so it's about 2004. I re when I was in Merchant Navy, after spending four, five years in money, Merchant Navy, you realize that, okay, yeah, uh, you know, you because you travel, uh, you start realizing that, okay, the world is a very big place. 
and earning 1 lakh rupees or 50000 bucks is it's is good money but there are people who are far more richer because when i was 19 the only the person i could just look up to furthest was the captain i was like wow the captain makes you know 5 lakhs fuck that's a big deal so when i joined the ship i realized that, that above the captain there is a superintendent who makes 10 lakhs above the superintendent there is somebody who makes 20 lakhs and 30 lakhs and there's a ship so your world view changes typically at based on how much who earns this by the awareness of that yeah so there was like okay this is infinite you know and i think this this i shouldn't be trying to chase this and luckily uh, shipping went into a depression of sorts like uh, a downturn an economic slowdown which and it is cyclic right so while i was sitting home waiting for my turn to get a ship my brother minocha he popped this mr india call for entries at me in front of me and he's like you know you shot these portfolio pictures and all that why don't you go and apply and that's how i applied and then i got into mr india and i got selected and here's the interesting bit and that's where i bring in my learnings of uh, destiny or uncertainty um i got selected for mr india for the first time in 2004 and uh, while i was waiting for my ship right because it was a recession and i was not getting called to go for ship and i got that call <clears throat> for the ship and going for mr india at the same time oh wow at the same time so i had one call and you getting the other call at the same time yeah so i got i got this message that okay you're selected for mr india please come i got this letter okay and then the company calls me and says okay you're going to the ship next month or in next some 2 3 weeks or something like that and i'm like mm-hmm. but if i go for the ship i can't go for mr india and i wanted to take the ship because uh, it would help me finish my sea time you know like how pilots have um, flying time shipping people have uh, um, i'll tell you ankita i saw your question what do you do in the lockdown days i'll tell you everything one one second let me finish this one so um, yeah i chose to go for the ship finish my sea time of uh, 36 months that was required and then i came back and i applied to mr india again and uh, that's when i won and that's when i won in 2005 because i had finished my sea time and it was like a backup thing that oh in case i don't win mr india i can always go back to sea and i finished my sea time so i'll give my exams and i'll go back in the next rank so that that was the long answer of a very short question no that works that's see i got a story out of it so i wanted to uh i'm saying went on to model for a while after that right Yeah, that was pretty much the set template for uh, somebody trying to make inroads into the entertainment industry. Because I remember being fairly influenced by the stories of Dino Moria and John Abram. Yeah. Uh, because uh, they they were the so-called uh, outsider icons uh, yeah. of of that time, and yeah. um, they. it was con- assumed that you got to the way you could get into acting is that you do a little bit of modeling you do some sort of a music video and then you get into a movie and uh, then you become an actor and then you hopefully have a good career 
and uh, so i created this sort of a you know mental checklist that oh you need to do a campaign check you need to do a music video check you need to walk for fashion week check you need to do it was like this set thing that i would pick up from created for myself however anybody who asked me today i said screw all these templates just go ahead and learn uh, go after what you wanted so you end up making music videos i don't know about that yeah i did one with uh, ahmed khan uh, it was it was this and then i did one with shan uh oh. that that yeah so i i look at both those music videos which are now almost like 15 14 years old and i cook i cringe you know I'm like what was i thinking <laughs> but uh, yeah but that's how life is so i did those music videos i did work for the fashion weeks and i did the modeling and i wanted to see myself on a billboard and i remember the first time i was ever on a billboard was uh, where i saw myself on a billboard was at breach candy and it was thanks to pantaloon and you all have those moments that you go and take a picture with the billboard hey that's me kind of picture so yeah so that that also happened so that happened with the modeling and uh, yeah and concurrently while i was modeling i was sort of indulging in one acting course or another koi na koi acting courses uh, anju gnani is 24 is asking parvez is your nephew right yeah he is my nephew that sorry we just randomly spotted my nephew's name over there yeah yeah i think he's friends with my friend too and i don't know there's a book we will talk about them okay 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 so uh, what was your first show as a model like what can you walk me through that you mean a ramp show right yes. i was walking for a ramp show, show. You know, my first ever fashion show happened in Pune, uh, which uh, for for some Parsi event, and strangely, for whatever forces may have been, they made me lift Wabi's Dorabji at the in the fashion show at Headram, and I just discovered a photo of that very recently. I should send Wabi's and embarrass her also, but uh, that that was around when I was, was over eighteen years back or something like that. then there was some but i do remember i can't recall you know what my first show in bombay even for bombay was it's very difficult to remember i'm sorry i don't have that info but i always remember the backstage jitters yeah a model fails before you hit the ramp and it's it's a it's like an adrenaline rush yeah and it's it's actually such a interesting uh, study in human behavior because the adrenaline rush is happening just because you know people are going to get out there and scrutinize you and the clothes perhaps scrutinize you more than the clothes on you so that's 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 a big feeling that remains with me from my shows okay and what about how did you get yourself to be comfortable in front of the camera for stills or information because i know so, a lot of people have difficulty with that uh sanga i think i would say that you know having a confidence uh, some sort of a confidence helps you face the camera and 
being the younger brother of a motivational speaker somehow i had seemed to he had infused very good amount of confidence in me uh, in terms of being able to face the uh, is this that that did that shakir shakir is on here hi shakir did you just say i was very good that's very sweet of you shakir if if shakir is on this chat hi shakir is a guy who taught me how to walk when i joined the sort of a uh, college pageant in bombay and uh, he teaches a lot of young uh, students how to walk the ramp today also so guys who are interested in modeling please check his uh, his review down so yeah coming back to your question that uh, what what the hell was uh, what the hell was it like facing the camera right that was the question what was it like yeah you get yourself to be comfortable it's a process in fact i still uh, you you use your confidence in the beginning and then you have it challenged as an actor and then keep working on yourself and become a little more and more comfortable not just in front of the camera but just in front of people as well or on stage or stuff like that that's that's a very interesting process for anyone i would say and some people are gifted some people are very gifted with uh, being comfortable in front of the camera and you know, the kind of people we say oh the camera loves you and yeah. and then there are also those traps that you know that this particular angle of mine looks very good for the camera so i always look like this and so yeah. it is something you know people have that comfort preferences as well you have that what do you think what's your comfort uh, what's your strong suit camera pose uh it's literally just staring at it and not having anything else like i just go okay it's it's not pouting like luscious no, no lips pout no pouting also like that. and that's it because there are a lot I'll... of times i see if i smile there are certain i don't know there's certain ways i smile i think i don't know what it is i don't like being i'd rather be behind the camera i I'm is it yeah i love photographing people i can't be in front of them yeah i think that's why actors also uh get a lot of due that they get because uh, being able to put yourself up for scrutiny uh, in a way an actor does is uh, is very it's it can be very challenging because eventually end of the day we are all scrutiny having ourselves scrutinized in the world like if you're a director you, you're if you're of making a film your world view is going to show in the film right your intellectual ability is going to show on the film uh if you're a writer the kind of stuff you put out into the world is going to reflect on your uh world view as stuff but when you're an actor the kind of work you do and how uh, is also getting scrutinized the kind of body type you are your your physical attributes are scrutinized your aging process is scrutinized your your every physical attribute and you got to be able to deal with that and put up a brave front and uh, deal with the challenges which go on behind the scenes as well so i think that's why acting can get very challenging in that framework what was it like on your first acting set this was mahi vera 
you know, I'll let you in on an interesting secret that Mahi Ve was not my first acting project. I did this movie called Mummy Ji in 2007, 2006 and 2007. And um, it was it was this uh, film with Kiran Kher and I had to play her son. And uh, we shot that movie. The movie ran into trouble because of uh, some, you know, typical issues between the director, writer, producer and whatever challenges were happening on the back end. Uh, but somehow I saw the preview of the movie after it was made. It didn't get, it found its release in 2011. It's also a funny story, I'll tell you. Uh, it found its, uh, but when I saw the preview, I sank in my seat like this. I was like, I was like, I'm so terrible in this film. What have I done? I'm so bad. And I think because of that humiliation I felt in the preview, I went and sucked up to possibly every acting course in Bombay. I was like, I can't be this bad. I can't be this bad. So yeah. I, I went and done, I did pretty much all the acting courses all there. Except Anupam, I can tell you which are the acting courses I haven't done. Like I haven't been to Anupam K's acting school, I haven't been to FTII. And there is a very popular Nadira Babur uh, in, in, I think, uh, Bombay. Yeah, apart from these, these two, three, four, I have done everything. Barry John's, Leke, Atul Monga, and all of those. So, what was it like on the, when, when you went on to Mahi Way and you eventually got a little cooler? Because I remember at that point when Mahi Way came out, I remember watching all the episodes and going like, ah. oh, all right, yeah, yeah. Know him, I know him, and all of that. Wow. But what was it like for you? As once it was out there for people to watch. You know, uh, when, when. Hi, sorry. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> sorry. So you were no, telling no, me about. Nonita Kalra has just joined us. Hi, Nonita. Nanita Kalra is one of the prettiest ladies I've ever met in Bombay and she's so, so sweet and she'll make you feel so welcome and she's so intelligent as well. One of the very interesting people in the fashion business. She, she's been the editor of the Harper's, uh, I think, and I got the Bazaar magazine. Uh, anyway, uh, we, were, we, were, we were talking about... Uh, Mahi Wave. Mahi Wave. But you know, there is something very interesting when I see on this Instagram, the kind of names people have. Somebody has yeah. the name called Feel of the Day. Okay, Preeti Bhattu, Ayushi is very, okay, that's probably your name. Shiva Shruti joined. Arish Bhatena joined. Hi, Arish. And, Hi, Arish. Uh, Arish is a friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Arish, I know. I, I, Ujwala joined. This, I, I, I get fascinated by people's handles name. Yours is so boring. Sangamitra Shasi. There's Angit, Ankita has joined. Ohana Love yeah. has joined. I'm sure she's have, a fan of. I have other. I have another secret account, so that's the fun one. Oh, you have a secret account. What is it? The name handle that's of the secret account. Jayu Parikh just joined in WhatsApp. No, I will. I will send it to you separately. It's, oh, it's not it meant to be put up. Yeah, yeah. Is that the account you use? Azdeen has also joined in. Hi, Azdeen. Welcome, welcome to a Parsi Bawaji chat. Yeah. Ankita 
Burko, MJI Dakkan 65. That can't be your name. No, I've got it wrong. Ayad Ahmed has just joined in. All right, so we were talking about Mahi Way, weren't we? Yes. Ma Ma Mahi Way was just me not thinking too much. It was like a great uh, break because I was getting to work with the whole uh, Yashraj mechanism, and because yeah. it was Yashraj, I think a whole lot of interesting technicians got into the mix, and I got mm -hmm. a chance to work with Nupur, and it. We were very fortunate that Mahi was just beautifully written material. I think it's yeah, great fortune to even be part of well-written material as actors, because when you're yeah. setting out, you you really can't you really can't make a lot of choices, right? When you're starting out, um, now that I'm into it for the last ten years, I feel you still can't make choices. But yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're starting out, I think you can make very few choices. And uh, we, hence I uh, call it my good fortune that Devika and um, Ankita they wrote such a beautiful series, and we got to be a part of it. Ashwin, Ashwini Call has also joined in. Hi, Ashwini. So yeah, man, totally lucked out on the fact that getting to work with this fantastic team of writers and director. And I think what happened to me with Mahiwe is when Mahiwe went on air. My Facebook exploded. Yeah, it did. And uh, that was me also coming to terms with uh, my uh, social media habits. Suddenly, there was yeah. so too much attention for me on Facebook. And you also Twitter, I remember. Well, because uh, I remember. Yes, Twitter. Not so much so Twitter because Twitter hadn't gone crazy for me in that time yeah. because Twitter. Twitter was still still the still the place for people who would watch uh, other kind of shows, House of Cards and stuff like that. And how yeah. it was not for people who watched something on TV. Very few people yeah. who would be really surprised about uh, my way would watch me on TV. And I remember there was this one journalist. So here's the thing: my way went on air, and after that, the producer decided to launch Mummy Ji in the theaters. And I, in fact, one of the journalists who used to be fond of Mahiwe, she even wrote in the review of Mummy, Mummy Ji, that what is Viraj Patel doing in that film? And I was like, and she she said that that with some uh, that Viraj Patel who was so nice in Mahiwe, I don't know what he's doing in this yeah. film. And I was like, how can I go and explain to her that there were the sense of the past? Timing. Yeah, <laughs> this time. <laughs> but yeah, that's how life is, people. You can't give a chance to explain everybody everything, can you? So, so yeah. What What are you like when it comes to dealing with failure? I think I've been very good at the fact that if you've been sane and you can make coherent mm -hmm. conversation with anybody after being an actor for ten years in Bombay, you mm -hmm. are very good at dealing with failing, because. Uh, <laughs> People will. So, what do I have to show for myself in the past ten years? Right, I have like four, five shows. I have a whole lot of ads. Um, yeah, there there will be like ten, twenty ads. There would be a couple of digital shows, and there'll be like uh, some four, five television shows. Whatever. What What do I have to show for myself? So, people will just try to 
ट्रेंडेंट do you think uh, it's also helps you shape or change how you act based on the fact that you have dealt with that kind of failure well actually dealing with failure can come in the way of uh, being a good actor i i i, I learned this that uh, to deal with failure is associated with uh, strength right yeah and you realize that sometimes you become a stiffer actor if you become too battle hardened and stop being vulnerable so it's a constant yeah. dichotomy yeah. so what do you, yeah. what do you, what do you uh, what do you like somebody's asking me what is your next tv show i'll tell you what my next tv show is it's Big called corona ke baad kya hoga nobody helps <laughs> actors as people who are ideally supposed to be malleable so if they're too stiff because of something it doesn't show but that is only my opinion and i think everybody's yeah. opinion is very different but okay so coming yeah. back to mahi yeah. bhai one yeah. thing i would i would really really like to point out is that the writing was so good that it makes sense even today it is relevant even today right which is, which is something great so How did you? When did you find out that it was streaming on Netflix, and what was it like? Oh, when did we find out that it's streaming on Netflix? I think it was two thousand sixteen or seventeen that it we found out that it was streaming in Netflix, and now it's not available on Netflix. But uh, but within those three years. of being on netflix safe between 2017 to 2020 mm. i think mahiwe found its bigger audience it's it's yeah. uh, because in fact if you if you if you uh, go back to a little bit rewind to 2008 or 9 um, let's go back in history aditya chopra decided that he wanted to change the face of indian television by contributing yeah. eight fantastic shows which were season based and it was yeah. almost like why should that happen only in the west you know i am having yeah. uh, i'm going to pause this conversation right here because i'm having anxiety about my phone battery is connected again okay so i am going to connect uh a charger and now that i cannot use my headphones because my phone allows me only to connect I think you paused. Okay, now I can hear you. Uh, we're in. We're in. Yes. 
yes yes okay you were telling me about aditya chopra and the shows that were meant to be season based and i keep dropping my phone i don't know because my phone is charging right now and, is it um, is it yeah it is so bad why is that okay it's a nice colored cup yeah this was made it has my name on it so someone painted this for me and gifted it to me so i really like it and i don't know where you are again okay okay so you were telling me about 2008 and 2009 so aditya chopra decided to contribute eight fan what do you say um recession the first economic downturn that we remember from yeah. our lives happened which is around yeah. 2008 so those four eight shows became four and he he had obviously uh, put in a very interesting mix of people to write those shows and yeah. uh, and they were all uh, 26 episode limited series right and yeah. i'm sure he must have had some sort of a broad based plan that okay if these shows do well i'll make a next season and blah 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 so those mm-hmm. post the recession uh, they decided to make go ahead only with the four shows and mahive was one of them and uh, effectively what this tells us is that aditya chopra tried to do what the entire web web uh, web series phenomena is trying to do today in india yeah. you know with the, the indian web series so he he did that 10 years back and yeah. which is so he made it with those principles and ethics of storytelling uh, and hence is this great written material and it is still relevant today yeah it is it really is i i'd see a lot of people who know more about the show because of it being on netflix than they did back when it actually aired yeah and that is it is very nice to know that that people are still relating to it or they can find a piece of themselves in it which is essentially what one would look at exactly exactly and it's kind of the is that's the good part about uh, digital right that it gives your material so much more shelf life yeah so uh, that's the cool part of the streaming media right you can go and find a movie or a show from any time and watch it anywhere and yeah i think that's the great part about the streaming media which we should be celebrating right i think so too what was the t- most toughest scene for you to act out and why was it the toughest you know i recently i had to do <laughs> you want a polite answer you want a spicy answer give me whichever one you want i'll give you the spicy answer so okay, the fine. the love making scene with ellie for verdict yeah was turned out to be the strangest scene i've done in a long time why uh because of the nudity that was involved and uh, i it was it was the first time i had gone to that extent of uh, love making full disclosure yeah. space and yeah. uh, and also seeing how ellie was dealing with it Mm-hmm. and how how 
how she she was also going about it it was i think it was the strangest one so far because because of perhaps uh, you know you could do it it's something very initial in your career and just get done with it but after yeah. having spent so much time and then you do it it felt a little strange it felt very very unlike anything that you see on television or or this celluloid screen it's because uh, that that person just becomes a what do you say you 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 stop you stop having any kind of feeling what you are actually trying to portray so it's very right. different you can't do method acting in love making i think it's very different <laughs> <laughs> I, i wonder how that would work but you know coming to coming to birthday i actually wanted to ask you how conflicted do you feel when you're playing someone who is non fictional since you've already done that and because premahuja was someone who was very much alive someone who people knew and also because of how the nanavati takes the case took on how did you did you feel conflicted at all playing someone who was actually around and not someone who was a part of a writer's imagination uh i i meant to, uh, to help me understand the question better uh, why would you think i would feel conflicted i would think maybe because you're already playing a person who already has a set character trait which you could probably tell from any uh, written media i'm not talking about just prema hoja but it could be anyone non fictional so my question is more about how do you work with trying to make sure that a lot of you does not come into that character actually there was no way to do that because there was very there was a call coming in uh, can you hear me now am i back on yes Yes, yes, yes. You are. So there's a very little material on Pei Mahuja that we had in terms yeah. of research. All we had is a few books that have been written about them and the case, and mm-hmm. uh, and a photograph. And none of yeah. those books gave any kind of uh, portrayal or mannerisms or something like that. Apart from the fact that he was a very courteous man, that he was a very kind man. and uh, he he had a way with the ladies and for because he he was a man of great taste and so he was a great conversationalist and uh, he had the taste for the finer things in life blah 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 now these are all sentences which look good in books and that triggers that triggers the reader's imagination of how he is so that was the only route available for me that i had these character traits all i had to do hmm. was to try and bring myself uh, to an interpretation of those words so you can't mimic him but i had to interpret him because there is uh, for example if someone had to play gandhi ji uh, hmm. there is so much material on gandhi ji you know how gandhi ji looks there's so much video material on gandhi ji on how he yeah. dressed how he spoke how he what was his accent did did he have a yeah. list did he have a paragraph so there was no kind of material like that for prema hoja <laughs> so we had to go i don't know if prema hoja wore reading glasses there's no photograph of him with glasses but i don't know if <laughs> he's got reading glasses 
so i i had to imagine all those things and uh, sort of give him a behavioral template uh, mm-hmm. which would suit the story and do the story some justice that he is a charming man but he is not an asshole uh he's not a jerk so yeah so when he is interacting with silvia he has to put on his charm and flirt mode on because yeah that's who he probably may have been but at the same time he will be a gentleman and he won't uh, make her uncomfortable so that was my interpretation of him and uh, that's based and thankfully that was an interpretation called for from the writing as well is what which is why my director let me do it i think right and what did you find what do you usually find yourself doing in between takes so in between two takes you have like a break i assume so what do you find yourself doing in that short period uh it really depends what sort of uh, role i'm playing if if it's if it's a very internalized uh, consuming intense role or an intense scene going on then i like to isolate myself and just sit by myself and just remain with my breathing uh, just uh, just remain to the in that space where which we have caused ourselves to go to to achieve that character psychologically mm-hmm. but if yeah. it's a, if it, if it's a light hearted scene then you can mm-hmm. be a little more social you may want to check your phone talk to your co-actor or you know uh, do normal people things but if if you are doing a very intense scene and you're working very hard to get uh, get in there psychologically or suit that scene then you could be doing something like putting yourself in a room staying with the music of the scene or staying with the voices of the scene in your head or just just staying there protecting that a fire that you've caused within yourself for that scene and so tell me something when did you figure out that you were meant to be in front of the camera or are you still questioning something like that hey i don't i don't have this uh, belief system about myself that i'm meant to be in front of the camera i don't think like that uh, over the years what i have sort of understood that i i'm really fascinated and bewildered and enchanted by the power of storytelling yeah so effectively i would like to say i'm a bhakt of storytelling now my initiation into storytelling may have happened through modeling and acting but i i am a huge admirer of storytelling at large so i don't know 5 years later what i may be doing whether it's in front of the camera or back of the camera as long as i am devoted to storytelling i'd be a happy camper yeah does that make sense or have i yeah 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 uh, yeah absolutely yeah, so so aisa kuch moment the predefined moment nahi tha ke yaar main to camera ke samne hu actually i, I decided to do uh, mr india and all that modeling and all just going by a certain template right like if you do this then you open these opportunities for you etc etc because that's that's all i knew we didn't know any better yeah and what do you think 
what would you tell your 18 year old self right nothing i think that's like the worst thing to do to your 18 year old self <laughs> like, uh, that's a great answer yeah so i i think retrospect is a bitch and who you should not take too seriously so that that's like uh, whipping yourself okay oh <laughs> but if i were to meet an 18 year old like i'll tell you this uh, this scenario there was a 18 or 20 year old boy who used to live in my building and uh, one fine day 3 am i get a call i know him because he is uh, the son of a friend of mine uh, you know and uh, he my it's is assumed that he's someone known to me so i'm going to be watch a little watchful for him and watch out for him in whichever way i can and uh, one day i get a 3 am call and he's sounding a little disoriented and say can i just come and meet you and i'm like yeah sure maybe he he has some teenage problems or you know 20 year old problems i banged the car i don't know what to do i had a fight i don't know i have some people chasing me and i was gearing up for some crisis like that which i was gearing up to help him with but no he turns around and he tells me listen i have the hots for you and i didn't know how to tell you so i got drunk tonight so i finally muster the courage to tell you that i think i think you're beautiful and um, i just wanted to tell you that i'm attracted to you and i was like wow if i had the courage you had at 20 i said listen just ignore the part that i'm straight and i may not be sexually oriented as you but i think i must applaud the fact that you as a 20 year old had the courage to walk up to someone and say listen i am attracted to you and uh, that is uh, that i think is uh, what i would tell any 18 20 year old is that the the ability to go out there and be have have the gumption to go out and get what you want is a great asset to have and if if there's anything stopping you from doing that don't let it and have you ever with whatever you've taken up have you ever doubted yourself and if you have how does one overcome that something like that like doubted your abilities more than yes i Do you know sanga uh, to be honest i doubt myself even today there is uh, there's a there's no magic bullet that once you tell yourself this or once you achieve this that self doubt goes out of the window and i and i'm pretty glad it doesn't work that way at least for me because i i realize that uh, there is a there's a certain amount of self doubt that is required to provoke you towards growth so i'm not able to articulate it this with a very romantic line but i right. i'm essentially just try to tell you that uh, i don't want to reach a place where i have no self doubt because once that happens and i think the anxiousness and eagerness to grow will go yeah i agree i do i definitely so, agree so i think one would just uh, like to keep self doubt at bay perhaps mm. or in check of some sort as long as you don't become a victim of your own self doubting patterns if you had any so yeah. that's what i watch out for i don't watch out for the fact that hey don't have any self doubt no i don't tell i i wouldn't prophesize that 
and okay so since you tapped into television short films music videos ads feature films and ott platforms uh which one did you see coming which platform did you see coming to you naturally as an actor and which one did you think was the most challenging because i'm this i'm only asking this assuming that you kept an a particular audience in mind uh which is the more challenging medium is that what you're asking yeah. me yes and which one came more naturally to you uh i uh, see listen i've been and i've done stage i've done web i've done worked in a film with bijoy a couple of films i've done a couple of web shows yeah a couple of tv shows and after having this sort of experience i wouldn't say any particular medium came more naturally to me uh i i but however i would say television was very demanding it's a very demanding medium because you got to make content for what um, 16 hours a day man i mean you got to deliver an episode every day so if you're doing a daily soap that's very challenging uh in terms of the physical input that is required having said that one wouldn't want to invalidate the challenges that go into web and film because they are very similar because but uh, the schedules of television are very exhausting physically exhausting right and have you been able to find that kind of a, a work life balance so that that exhaustion doesn't get to you are you asking me if i figured it or are you yeah 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 have you figured it out that's actually my question i don't know i don't know I, i and i trust my girlfriend to always point it out to me that whenever have i have gone uh, what do you say overboard i trust her to hmm. pull me in check but i wouldn't say that i'm a champ at keeping a work life balance i tend to get lost in what i'm doing and exhaust myself and it actually takes a lot from me to say okay stop go watch a film or go 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 and meet your friends or something like that so um, you're working on uh, something that is about a documentary about daughters of sex workers yes and you're making right so yes, what is yes. what made you start and what's it like when are we going to see it Oh that's a million dollar question. Uh it's a work in progress since about say 6 years now Sangha and uh, I've been documenting them in bits and pieces since 6 years and um I uh I uh, I as I'm putting it together I'm finding new discoveries and potentialities in the story. So I have something in my head and uh it's also i would say i have i wouldn't uh, be all mr noel i would also say that my education pa- which is going on parallelly while i'm discovering the project and working on the project is also showing in the film so uh, you know you the more you learn the more you want to fix what you've done so that yeah. also keeps on happening as a cycle so yeah that's the funny part but it's uh, it's one of the most interesting things i've done in a very satisfying process 
I hope I hope the audiences get to see it very soon. I hope to see it very soon too. Do you yeah, rather yeah. be a filmmaker or an actor? You know, I would like to be both. Like I, I, I love when I love uh, the profiles of both, and that would that would be the greediest answer. <laughs> I would like, yeah, and there are examples of that, right? So, yeah, I think there are. So someone's asking, uh, how is it working with Shilpa Anand in Teri Meri oh, Love Stories? Shilpa is a sweetheart, and uh, you know she's she's uh, she she's so uh, you know you you would expect Shilpa to be very chalu and layered and all that, but actually Shilpa is really what you see is what you get. But at the same time, she's a very intelligent girl, so I I, I that's what I make of Shilpa, and I hope she's uh, fine. And I haven't spoken to her in the lockdown. I wonder where she is and how she's coping, and I know she's mad about her dog, her pet. Mm. So I, it's a good. I, I'm I'm going to use that as a cue to check on Shilpa. Yeah, I think you should. So what what do you see as something that's next that comes after documentary filmmaking? Are you going to for myself? New? For yourself, it doesn't necessarily have to be work. Like I said, uh, you know, I, I'm pursuing um, writing a script for myself, like in the sense, like I'm trying to write a feature film, and mm-hmm. I have no clue where how that's going to turn out. I'm, I'm sort of right now in the lockdown. I'm pursuing screenwriting classes because I feel mm-hmm. that is some of uh, a very productive thing I can do. You know, sitting at home, uh, I can't really act too much. Apart from scaring my neighbors away, but uh, I think okay, uh, I can at least try and learn some screenwriting. So I I try to do that, and there's this lovely group. It's brilliant. It's the most uh, it's the most uh, beautiful part of the day because uh, uh, you know there's this group that we're we're sixty of us now, and we sort of dive into it for about a couple of hours, and that keeps us sort of. Extremely energized psychologically for the next two three hours, and by that time the day is over, you know. So, yeah, and that's what. The, sorry, you were saying. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's something that one is using to cope with the lockdown as well. Mm. And what do you? What's a day in your life like? What was it like before the lockdown? What was it? What is it like now? And what do you hope it will be like when it's done? Okay, here's the funny answer. If an actor is uh, not working, he's not on set. His life is like a lockdown only. <laughs> hmm. So I think most actors are used to being locked down. I don't think they will they will complain uh, hmm. because we spend a lot of time at home, right? When we are not shooting, and you want yeah. to spend time at home, or you know, to, or maybe at travel or something like that. But a typical day when, uh, let's say, if I'm shooting or and I'm not shooting. So when I'm shooting, you obviously land up on set and you spend about 12, 13, 14 hours on set. And you do what you have to do over there. And by the time when you come back home, there's hardly any time to do anything apart from shit, shave, shower or grab your meals and stuff like that. 
so you that's a shoot day a non shoot day is when uh, you probably want to do your meetings and do your skill other skilling bit you know you want to educate yourself on something yeah. or you want to keep yourself fit you subscribe to a physical routine you go and catch up with friends and but a, a, a lot of it goes into hustling a lot of that time goes you know i don't know if many people are comfortable acknowledging the fact that you have to spend a lot of time hustling it's it's got a cooler word these days it's called networking but i love the yeah. word hustling because it's just yeah, so enterprising this is yeah it is and i think networking is so, too drab yeah so i love the word hustling because it's so much more uh, heroic yeah. you know like i hustled <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah when we're not acting we actors are basically hustling and even social media is a hustle right like we want to do things on yeah, social media because that improves our chances yeah it, it really does do you think the entertainment industry is uh, financially viable for someone who wants to make a career out of it from scratch of course it can be but uh, usually what happens is the only thing i would recommend anybody who comes in the entertainment industry is don't think people who have made careers have made their careers purely by luck because usually when we look at the entertainment industry we think it's a party of people who lucked out because we only yeah. see their success uh, we don't see the sleepless nights that have gone before that success so for example if you hear, see a movie and you are like oh wow what a movie who's that writer this is first time writer wow and then you start seeing that writer in newspapers and this the writer does another movie and the writer becomes more famous and you're like wow this writer wrote that one film and now they charge so much money and they are all over the newspaper and all but we we are not witness to how much incubation and education time that writer or the technician or the director or that actor has put in before they got there yeah. right so you know, what happens is that you end up coming into a city and you say okay i want to make it here i want to do something in film so i want to do something in the entertainment industry but people need to get two things or clarity on two things where do you want to fit in front of the camera behind the camera in if it is behind the camera there are six disciplines you could be dealing with the camera you could be dealing with direction you could be dealing with production you could do be yeah. dealing with art design you could be dealing with marketing distribution you could be dealing with writing you know the it's storytelling requires about seven eight disciplines to function in optimum for the final yeah. product to come out so you got to find out where you fit in and then skill yourself appropriately for that because skilling yourself in any particular discipline one of those seven eight disciplines is also going to take roughly what 6 months to 2 years depending what you're setting out to learn right like yeah. so by the time people get that clarity i think they feel disillusioned or something like that but i think this is i think this is there's no better way i could have articulated this but please come yeah. to the entertainment industry entertainment is a drug people will always need drug and so far it's it's a drug that is legal right yeah and so while it's not banned please come and become part of this drug industry uh and 
like religion as one philosopher said it is a drug so uh, come and be part of the industry please uh, just just find out where do you want to fit in and pursue your skilling because if you want to become a writer director producer or say you want to learn film marketing identify how you're going to skill yourself give yourself that much time uh, if you want to become an actor allow yourself the time to be skilled as an actor and then go and offer yourself to the industry don't do uh, i think a lot of times people come here unskilled and then hustle and while hustling they realize that oh i need to skill myself so they start skilling themselves also and by that time it's been about one and a half two years and they feel yaar maine bahut try kiya but then you just do rea- realize that oh i just about learned that skill now and now i go it's like when anybody asks me and this is true for anybody yeah you could be a dop or a camera person or a or a production art direct art director to do any job you need to learn that skill first right you wouldn't let me drive your car as a driver if i didn't know how to drive yeah so you got to figure out what how can i equip myself with that skill and then give that offering to the business so yeah the short answer is yes of course it's considered a sunshine industry and it's supposed to have a lot of growth and it it will it love it welcomes minds from everywhere and i think the most cool thing about at the entertainment industry especially in the creative part like like every industry it has two two aspects right the here's the interesting part and a, a friend who is a senior hr person in one of these media firms uh, he helped me understand this more clearly he's like see uh, there is a business side to entertainment and there is a creative side to the entertainment let's put it to simply put like there's a guy a director or a producer they they make a movie right then they take it to a studio and then the studio releases it and markets it you know so that that's the studio is the business side and the filmmaking is the creative side now the create the business side works like a corporate structure yeah. wherein uh, it's like uh, okay to become the vp of a company you got to give in about 10 years or you know it it's when you talk yeah. to people who are in management institutes they all have an idea that to reach a particular rank in a company you need to give it at least 5 to 7 years if you want to become a ceo you need to give it what 10 15 20 years unless you're an entrepreneur or something like that right but in the creative side the amazing thing is the suits the suits of our business do we don't care what institute you have been to and who you are as long as you can deliver the chops that's i think a very cool thing to be encouraged by it is it really is. we you have be... a question sorry sorry yeah sorry. please 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 go on let's take the question no 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 you were I saying have... you could be you could be a college dropout hmm. and go on and direct a very good film and you yeah. there's no looking back Yeah. And the suits will come knocking at your door and say hey here's a million bucks please direct our next film. Yeah. I think it comes with a lot of work also. 
indeed indeed so uh, the formal schooling bit doesn't really decide where you land up in the entertainment business on the creative front and that should not be confused with learning formal schooling and learning and education are two different things your education and learning can happen in many different ways yeah i agree we have a question from uh, ms shastri she's asking do you believe uh, an actor has should be a good actor should make a good person that's what the question is uh, how important actor, is it for an actor to be a good human being that's the question how important is it for a good actor to be a good human being you know i think there is some truth in that question maybe i think maybe she is right maybe maybe you to be a very balanced and rounded actor you might need to be sensitive you might need to be emotionally present yeah to the people around you and uh, you know uh, be extremely in touch with your own emotions and hence be aware of what is happening around you and other people's emotions so uh, good actors are like emotional detectors Yeah. They they can spot anxiety very quickly. They can spot emotions very quickly, especially the subtler ones. So if there's somebody who's sitting in front uh, front of me, I can understand from their verbal non-verbal communication are they comfortable in the room or not. So I think uh, by the virtue of your schooling as an actor, as a good actor, um, you end up becoming somebody who is. Uh, somebody who is quite watchful and sensitive and i i define good human beings as someone who live and let live so yeah i think a good actor inadvertently becomes a kind of person who vouches for live and let live so yeah i think there is a connection over there i have not been able to explain it in the most uh, shakespearean way but yeah yeah but that works okay ah uh, this was fun and i am out of all the questions i prepared for you thank you sandha okay. can i ask you a shallow question yes Always. how you look so pretty what is this uh, is it botox is this, what sort of chemicals are you putting on i'm 23 what botox <laughs> Oh well, well, Botox is uh, age-proof now. You can get it done for whatever you like. Venom, yeah, yeah. No, and the no, lip jobs no, no. and nose jobs. Have you done a lip job, nose job? No, no, nothing. It's just no, glow. Oh my God! It also sweats. I'm sweating mama. in the humidity, and I'm trying to be cool about it. When the live video paused, <laughs> I went and you know wiped my face. Oh my God! But, oh my God! Oh my God! Yeah, But listen, congratulations on your initiative. I Thank you. I want to really actually planned. take it beyond it. Thank you. Produce it and build a bloody empire out of it. Oh my uh, god. Someone just <laughs> Someone just asked does preparing for certain types of roles or doing multiple roles one after the other affect the mental health of an actor? That's my Rakhi brother out there by the way. Hey, that's a very uh, good uh, good 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 question. Uh, you, uh Mr. Rakhi brother, uh 
uh, I don't know what your name is. Sangha is not. Shubankar. That's Shubankar. 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 That's a very good question. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely like to say that uh, parts, yes, take a toll on the mental health of an actor, and it is uh, within the mandate of the definition of an actor to let himself. go towards his art but also protect himself from his art uh, yeah. it's a very That's strange profound. thing uh, because uh, I, i i don't i don't know how wise it is that you get consumed by your art and then die and then you're not there to create any more of it maybe as a purist uh, as a purist maybe that idea is very romantic that go so deep in your art that you can uh, you can let it burn you Uh, but as actors i think we are a little more selfish we let our art break us a little and then find our truth over there and then put ourselves back together and then go to the next bit let that art break ourselves a little heal ourselves and go we don't let ourselves completely break because if we completely break then we we give into um, patterns of addiction self harm and who knows what else Yeah. Someone just said, uh, "Your hair has grown longer than I thought." Please tell him this. Are they telling them? Are they telling that to you or me? To you. They said, "Please tell him this." Yeah, lockdown. Me, what do I do? There is no barber in sight. Yeah, I have to grow my hair. So, Shubankar asks, "Can you set up safeties to prevent that?" Of course, of course. The simple way is to not get. Uh, um you know know when you are being a character like people bring work home actors bring characters home yeah so you know there was a it sometimes still happens to me so someone talked about ashish in namkaran right so yeah. ashish becomes an alcoholic <laughs> at some point in the story yeah. and uh, i don't know what happened to me I don't drink, hmm. but uh, one day I was talking to my friend on the phone, and he said, "What are you doing while talking to me?" I said, "I'm just making myself a drink." He said, "But you're alone. Why are you drinking?" And I'm like, "I just felt like." <laughs> he said, "Okay." Then uh, about three, four days later, he called me again, and hmm. he was like. Uh, What are you doing? I said I just made myself a, another screwdriver, bro. I like it. I like. It. I say, have mm. you started drinking a lot? And I'm like, uh, yeah. It seems like that. And then I just sort of took a step back, uh, not from the glass. I had that drink, but over the next few days, <laughs> I said, oh, hey, when did? How has this come about? And I observed that it had to do with my character submitting to alcoholism and. maybe i as an artist uh, have to be watchful that i try to bring the patterns of the character into my life uh, and i should be watchful if there are negative patterns then i should uh, be watchful of them yeah yeah so you i it's it's an individual's capacity to recognize what patterns you are bringing in and uh, keep a check but have you ever have you ever recognized that before accepting a role Before accepting a role, yeah, and decided not to. 
नहीं यार संगा ऑनेस्टली सच्ची व्हेन वी आर सो हैप्पी व्हेन वी गेट अ रोल इन द फर्स्ट प्लेस के यार काम मिला यार लेट्स डू दिस जॉब एंड यू आर ऑल एक्साइटेड टू सोक योर टीथ इनटू द पार्ट एंड आई विल डू दिस फॉर द मैं ये करूंगा मेरे बॉडी के साथ और मैं ये सीन के साथ ये करूंगा मैं ऐसे कपड़े पहनूंगा मैं जब यू नो आई विल ब्रिंग दिस इनटू हिज स्पीच एंड आई व्हेन ही विल स्टैंड ही विल ऑलवेज लुक यू 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 आर क्लाउडेड विद ऑल द एस्पिरेशंस of performance and i think yeah. at least i don't uh, create any stoppers for myself ke hey, be watchful ah <laughs> something like that no that's the truth that's the truth that's an honest confession